Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wednesday Night Live. We are very excited about the things that the Lord is allowing us to enjoy in Him, and we pray that wherever you are, whatever you might be experiencing in your life, that you are trusting the Father and enjoying His presence. Here at the Father's Church, I am uh, sitting in a, a booth looking straight up into the sky because uh, the cellular tower that is uh, above uh, this particular booth is being reconstructed. And so it is open into all the heavens. So I feel not only uh, a different environment, but a very cold one, because it is uh, in the upper 20s here this morning, and um, up at this height, the wind just seems to make it feel a lot colder. So, you can see the, the limits of sacrifice that we endure just to be able to reach out and connect together. <laughs> I'm just really thankful that you are faithful to join, and we at the Father's Church are so thankful that this is a means of connecting with our congregation as well as with our Saints Network family. Just an, an in-house announcement uh, tonight, as has been uh, announced uh, previously many times, our annual church uh, financial review will occur. It's going to be at 6 o'clock here in, in Dallas. And um, so those of our congregation who want to make the, uh, the in-person appearance to join in, in the telling of that account, we're going to start promptly at 6. And then when the, when the financial report is concluded, we will have a time of prayer where we express our thanks to God for a year of his provision and his direction. And we'll also submit ourselves in humility toward this year, the remaining part of 2022, and uh, ask him to direct us, to give us vision, and to give us the provision that is required to fulfill that. He's always so wonderful about this, and God is very good to us. So, that is the in-house uh, announcement. And then one final announcement. This coming Sunday morning at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time here in the United States in Dallas. 9 o'clock. During the Sunday school hour, uh, it will be my privilege to be the speaker. And um, we will be presenting the first session of what will be... Um, something that we've been preparing for and, and speaking about over the past year of our pneumatikos pods. This first pod is going to be about our intercession and the various ways that God provides for that, as well as um, the various words found in the scripture that describe the types of intercession that God wants us to knowledgeably present before him. So this first one will be um, aired together, and 
we will be presenting this as an appeal for prayer and also to allow you to see what we're trying to do. Now again, when you start off on something, you learn along the way. So I'm sure we'll be making adjustments as to how we present things, but it'll still be a nice beginning. So that's this Sunday at 9 o'clock. And then, of course, the service that is normally live-streamed will be presented at, at 10.30 Dallas time, as it usually is. And this coming Sunday is Communion Sunday, so we would remind those of you who join with us uh, as uh, an extension of our services to be prepared for communion wherever you are. I spoke about our financial report tonight and the provision that God has given and the vision that God has brought before us as saints. Those two things are very much a part of walking with God in faith. And you have to be operating on behalf of commune with God, and you then have to obey what he says. Um, A lot of people want prophetic words or they want God to give them visions, the gifts of Pentecost, uh, and God promises those, but he, he bases all of that on whether you're functioning as sons and daughters of the throne. Visions do not just stand alone. They are always anchored to the purpose of God, and his purpose is fueled and uh, made possible in our lives by continuing commune with him. Our world today seems to be um, moving in a, in a concerted lack of vision. Uh, of, the, of all the scriptures that I could have chosen to share with you today, I think the most pertinent is found in Proverbs 29, verse 18. And here it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. And immediately before that, it speaks about sons. And immediately following it, it speaks about servants. So, embedded in this word about vision is is the idea of walking in sonship, fellowship with God, submitting to his chastening and his direction, and then serving him, serving him. I think it's also fascinating that without vision, and vision can come in a number of different ways. It does not have to be the dramatic open vision uh, where you're seeing things in real time. Those things happen. But a lot of times people hear about vision and then they get they get mumble face and they say, God doesn't speak to me that way. I, I just I just don't under even some of the people who says who taught God teaches in different ways would bellyache to God because they weren't seeing things in in four K three D technicolor. And God communicates his vision in lots of different ways. 
And in fact, the more you know him, the more subtle those signs of vision are. Just like in any relationship, um, the people that I know very, very closely, I can tell just by a, a change on their face, volumes of information concerning what they're thinking. And because I know them. <laughs> and God, you know, you know, like with uh, people who train dogs or train horses, just a very small, um, very small word or look or sound communicates to that trained creature what needs to be done. Some people think of vision like it has to be a Cecil B. DeMille film before they'll move or do anything. And and they're, they're going to be waiting a long time. And I've told this story before. There was one time a man about 30 years ago who came to my office and he said, Pastor, I don't, I'm not hearing from God. And I said, well, can you tell me what was the last thing you know you heard from God? And he told me and I said, did you do that? And he said, no. I thought, well, if you want to hear from God, you might want to go back and do the thing that he last said to you. I mean, it's it's kind of waiting there because the next step will probably be concurrent with your obedience to the most recent directive. So vision is is framed in commune with God. And then God will affirm your identity. And he will give you ways to serve him in that. He will show you things in his word. And he will direct you from the basis of relationship. And that is why this verse says, He that keeps the law, happy is he. Because for them, the law was their directive. For us, grace is our directive. That continual partnership with God in supplication, whereby we continue to move forward and upward in obedience to his plan. But in our world today, um, there is a concerted attack against such things. People, even in the churches, say that you can't trust the word of God. There are other there are other writings and other doctrines and beliefs that are equal or to or surpass the Word of God. And then they will take the next step. We just want to eradicate the Word of God because we feel that it has all kinds of errors in it. And um, then they say that there is no God, you know, and we've got to, we've got to respect other people's beliefs. So you can't be uh, as ardent a follower of Christ, even though this is still technically a Christian nation, and on and on it goes. So you find the first part of this verse, without vision, people perish. And do you know what perish means? If you look at that word, you find that it means to be unbridled. It's to be certainly someone who, in some cases, uh, it looks unkempt. In fact, the, the word was used to describe the commandment to Aaron that his hair does not come out of the headdress and fall down 
uh, unbridled upon his neck and his his shoulders. Um, it speaks about an animal that is loose and running wild, or a child that has no direction, uh, which I think is very interesting that here, without vision the people perish, is immediately uh, preceded by the word about a son being corrected and trained. So if somebody isn't walking in fellowship with God, they're not anchored in the word, if they are not uh, obeying what God is saying, if they're not standing firm in what he's already said, the option is that they're perishing. They have no sense of direction. They have no sense of order. Even in our society today, it seems like anything goes, uh, and um, the, the mores of society are one by one being hacked and changed eradicated. Um, Even the directives from our government regarding this pandemic that we're believing is winding down, it changes from day to day, from week to week, from month to month. Oh, don't, you you must, don't wear cloth masks a year ago because they don't do any good. Oh, you better wear them because if you don't, you are an anti-science jerk. And you, you really are the bane of society. Oh, cloth masks don't really do anything. You got to have N95 masks. Well, but what kind of N95 mask? Some of them have holes in them. Don't they have to be fit to your face before they're effective? So no, we're not going to wear any masks. But then there's a mandate for masks. Then the Supreme Court says you can't make people do this. But now there's another ruling that stays whatever the federal court says. So now we need these kinds of you you know the drill, you hear it every day. You don't there's confusion and um, where that is there's strife and every evil work. We were speaking yesterday on Saints Radio. I'm very grateful that Monica was able to connect with us uh, remotely and we were talking about the, the the warning that Jesus gave about the end times and about um, deception. And, you know, um, in, in Luke 21, um, take heed that you be not deceived, verse 8 there. Um, deceived is very similar to the meaning of perish because, as we studied yesterday, Deceive here, in its original form, spoke about horses that are either race horses, and they had them back then, or horses that were pulling chariots or horses that were pulling plows. And, And if a horse got off the path or ran into an open field or abandoned the course that was before them, that's the root of deception very similar to um, the word that describes perishing. In fact, in the Hebrew, back to Proverbs 29 again, para, which is uh, a very interesting word, we, uh, we use that prefix to speak about paradox or paragraph. 
the breaking of something that was and an entering into a different thing. Perhaps there's a, a poetic or linguistic uh, spirit-driven uh, addition here because vision is in accordance with the purpose of God. And you function in the vision God has given until such time as he directs you to move into a new frame of vision, a new step of faith. Um, and in, in some ways, it's, it's a step upward, so it's a break from where you were. For the world, it's just a, well, you know, this is what we're saying now, what's happening now. And after a few of those, people lose their sense of identity and their sense of purpose. That's what the enemy is wanting to do. Glenn Beck wrote a book called The Great Reset. I haven't read it. Um, but, you know, I think that the world is trying to eradicate Christianity and eradicate the things that we all believe our rights are and to replace those things with what is basically the end-time deception. You see that there. Now, you see the framework of it. I'm not going to go all conspiratorial on you. I don't think we are doing things right now that are going to damn us. But I think that the steps are being laid. They're being tested, uh, just like anything else. You know, you lay it out. You see what works. See if it floats. Raise up the flagpole, see if it, the wind catches it. If it doesn't, you pull it back down. But you keep your eye on that flagpole because that's what you're going to want to do. I think that the, the things that are in the Scripture are going to happen. No matter how much you pray or how much you protest, you're not going to eliminate the end-time world system. You're not going to eliminate Mystery Babylon. You're not going to eliminate the mark of the beast. Those things are in the Word no matter how much we don't like them or want to stop them. So we know that's going to happen. But the enemy wants to change the times. That's what the scripture tells us about the, the eschatological moments we're walking in. He wants to shorten the time that God gives us, the windows of opportunity, what God has indicated. And I believe that we are we're entering into a time where God is going to give us a great visitation of the Spirit there are going to be great strides for the kingdom. People are going to recognize they need it. And I don't know how long that will last, but we've got to work for the night comes. and But the night will come. So let's just be wise. Let's keep, keep in touch with, in intercession, our relationship with God, strong and current. And let's, let's not fail to follow what he's given because that vision based upon his purpose will be provided for in provision and that's what we're celebrating tonight at our church here in our financial meeting we are we are looking over the steps of obedience that god is meticulously um honoring and establishing the results of those steps of obedience and the provision miraculously is there. We have to 
keep our mind and our own desires in check. We have to patiently walk through this. But provision comes. Vision is never at a lack. We may grow tired of the current vision, but we still move forward. And so I know that this verse, Proverbs 29, 18, is really important for us. And, and I also know that it links clearly with what we just discussed, Jesus' words describing the times of the end. Don't be deceived. In other words, don't leave the vision. Don't be an untrained good uh, an un- untrained horse in battle. God speaks about us being his goodly horse in battle. Let's wait for the stirring of the mulberry trees. Let's not react or overreact. Let's let's be faithful to the voice of our master and another voice we don't follow. This is what we're celebrating today. And and I proclaim over all of the saints that we will remain faithful, that we will remain um, in absolute devotion to our fellowship with God, to our keeping our relationship strong, keeping in the Word. Let's not dwell in fear. Uh, let's walk in agape. Yeah, things are disturbing. Things are unsettling. You know, you, you read that that extended passage uh, that Jesus spoke about, the end times, and you see a lot of things that we're seeing play out right now. That we've already, we talked the past couple of years about those that were speaking about cosmic Christ and all these other things. It says, be not deceived. Many will come saying, I am Christ. Um, Don't go after them. And then wars and commotions. This is from Luke 21. And commotions speak about instability and disorder. Uh, Don't be terrified. These things must first come to pass. But the end is not by and by. Just if you pay attention at all, you've got 150,000 troops and armored battle units poised in Russia threatening to invade Ukraine. You have China doing incredible incursions into Taiwan airspace. Uh, You have lots of things like that. You have pestilences right now. You have famines. You have uh, earthquakes in diverse places. Undersea volcanoes igniting and doing measures of destruction. We're seeing all these things right now. All of them right now. Be not deceived. Stay in alignment as a son. Follow the vision God has given you. Don't go off searching for lots of other things just because you're antsy or you like the excitement of uh, hearing and seeing new things. Patience, my dear. Patience.
So, that's the message for today. And I know it is a lot shorter than what many of you are <laughs> used to. You may like this better. Um, but I've survived up here in this cold tower long enough, and the crews who are here to work on this tower graciously agreed to this time frame, and so I'm going to let them get about their work. We will, for those, this congregation, we'll see as many of you who want to come tonight, we'll see you here. But wherever you are, feel free to join in prayer tonight, and we'll see you at the throne. So, let's walk in the vision of the Lord. Let's not be deceived. Let us be those who walk in hand in hand with him in the pathway of righteousness for the provision of his presence, financial provision, health, vitality, blessing, covering, will all be ours because we're serving the God of all things and we love him. Thank you so much for joining. May may God be with you and we will look forward to seeing you twice on Sunday with um, the Sunday school class, the, the unique Sunday school class this week and then service at 10.30. Till then, God bless you, and goodbye.